My name is Jack Oway. And I am Jay Oway. And we welcome you back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. We are a father-son podcast. And we talk about all things Dungeons and Dragons. And we haven't said much for the last like kind of week or so. We've been uh, we've been sort of digging into, well, a bit of a bunch of our own campaigns and things mm-hmm. that have been going on. But also we've wanted some time to look uh, to the future of D&D which has been a big thing that has sort of been announced and is coming out. And, and I think my, my original idea was I didn't want to react too soon because I'm an old guy who typically hates change. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction was, oh, oh, they're coming up with some new D&D stuff. I hate it. I hate all of it. Right. But then I thought, no, that'd be unfair to our listeners and to ourselves. And I would just think of myself silly in retrospect when I listened to this again years down the road, thinking, what was I afraid of? It's all going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are going to go through a whole bunch of the stuff that they've released. And while we're doing that, we're actually going to fill out the feedback form because they say the very best way for us to give them feedback is to fill out the survey. That's how they know that we like it or hate it or don't you know care uh what's going on and so um so let's let's get at that you 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 ready for this yeah i'm ready to get into this i think it to preface what does this give us like this first week because this is not the whole one D&D. oh no this is the beginning no. so they're they're, they're basically going to start looking at pieces of the player's handbook uh then mm-hmm. later on they're going to introduce parts of the dungeon master's guide um we're going to see things bit and piece come through this but this one's really about the first thing that most people most players are confronted with when they're like hey you know come play D&D oh really what's D&D and like oh here I'll help you make a character and what's in my character well I'm mean, you're gonna choose a race and you can choose a class and you know all these things are gonna come about right so race has been a bit of a bugbear amongst other things well um sure one of the um, is it's bugbear, been a bit of a core thing um uh. for D uh it's had some race issues uh, they've tried to clean that up they're continuing to try and work on that they've they've got some steps that they're taking in here to kind of unwind a few things backgrounds have always been there but they haven't been a little bit oops squishy in the past they're becoming a little bit more uh stiff now feats which i've always been a huge fan on but have always been kind of optional i think are now going to become very much like skill trees um which is new to D um but also maybe under realized at this point still so mm-hmm. we're going to go through a bunch of this stuff st- starting with how you determine your origin that is right which is very exciting mm. um how would you like to rate the material presented in character origins? This is the whole thing, would you, right? Would you like to rate the material? Yes. Yes, um, we would like to rate the material. I'm going to say yes to that. 
Would you like to rate the material? Okay, rate the material. By the way, if you're if you're not familiar with where these questions are coming from, we are currently going through, through the survey. The survey that comes on D Beyond attached with everything else that's asking for your feedback. And I believe you have until August eighteenth. Oh, it says twenty sixth now. Does it say twenty sixth? Okay, it's yeah. extended. August twenty sixth. Nope, September. September twenty sixth. This was released on oh, August eighteenth. Yeah, no, yes, you're right. You're and right. It has to be submitted. So if you at home also care about the future of D and D, and if you're listening to our podcast, we know you do. So please, folks, go on, take the survey. It doesn't take long. And if you don't sure what to answer, you can just copy our answers because we've got the right ones. Mm. No, we don't. That's Do right. Your we have the right answers. Um, all right. So second answer is what uh, was the first edition of Dungeons & Dragons that you played? We're going to go with my answer because it's the coolest. You know, what's interesting about this is we might, we might reveal things about us as players as we go through this as well. And DMs. Maybe. So that's interesting. All right. Question number three, which of the following character origin options have you play tested? And you know, this is a very fair question because the truth is I've only looked at all of these. I haven't actually played. I actually haven't played any of them, which uh, you know what? It's fair that I'll say truthfully, I haven't actually actually play tested them. That's an interesting thing. Maybe even though it is play testing, you might consider to just run a play testing game with these new rules. I mean, the only way to really know yeah. is to try them right try i mean one shot build some ardlings yeah. so some of the new things that they're asking here have you play tested the new humans the new ardlings the new dragonborns the new dwarfs the new elves gnomes halflings orcs tieflings and if you think you know these classes you don't they have changed mm-hmm. new stuff is in them um and we'll have a very quick little run through of that um sort of right now uh, well because here it says how satisfied were you with each of them so i think <laughs> exactly. even if we just so we go have to kind of, of them, start with them all right starting with human mm-hmm. um humans they've become sort of uh three things that stand out about humans now that they are resourceful skillful and versatile that's mm-hmm. kind of their defining thing by which it means you gain inspiration just for having a long rest you which means you get to roll uh re- do a re-roll essentially a roll with advantage um at some point uh during the day you gain proficiency in one skill of your choice and you are versatile and you either gain the skilled feat, which gives you a couple more skills, or a first level feat of your choice. Does skilled give you expertise in anything? I believe it doesn't, but I could be wrong. And, and maybe and they're changing the, the skill. That's the old skilled as well. I exactly. Um, overall, it kind of blends the humans together. And what they're trying to remove here is the ability score increase side of things. And so yeah. regular human without that in, in Natasha's rules kind of falls apart. Because it, it no longer has its core thing. It just gives you, what, a language, a skill. Um, whereas you'd always want to pick variant human because of that nice, juicy feat. But the way that we're now leveling feats, um, I think it's quite interesting in giving you one proficiency. I, I, think, I think humans fall really flat now. Once you start looking at what everybody else gets, maybe inspiration maybe. and a proficiency is like Snorville. Um, feats are first level feats that they're talking about now. You'll see them in a minute. They are nothing to write home about. They've nerfed the heck out of a lot of them. So I don't know. I'd say I'm dissatisfied. You're dissatisfied with humans. With humans. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling mm. them. I don't um, know if I'm I'm not sure. I yet. would I'd like to see if they're gonna be that skillful. Call it a call it an expertise. I mean give me something that I'm like, ooh. Um, you're right. and expertise in anything I want? Ooh, because some expertise are hard to come by, like athletics, for example. That's a fun build. Um you know, like there's some things like I don't know it's that true. maybe I could do with a human that I can't do with the others so easily mm. um, by having that extra expertise. 
that's a nice bump. Um, so give me something, really something to hook it on to. Otherwise, no thanks. The next one on our list is a new race that has a lot of people chatting about. Yeah. And that is the Ardling. And so this is just the uh, basically the counterpoint, counterbalance to Tieflings. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tieflings back in, was it Volos? Uh, they got expanded and they were like, hey, look, there's some variant tieflings you can come from different places and they've kind of cemented that idea by saying okay there's like three lower planes that tieflings come from now and so they said okay we'll balance that out by saying there's three upper planes well that artlings come from i don't know if that's quite right because i mean i think the way that they did tieflings was that it was the different layers of hell that they were sort of sponsored by in, in a sense it would give you literally you know levistus or sure Me- and now they spread it out or across zariel or whoever instead right? right so now it's uh mm. chthonic but we'll talk about we'll talk about tiefling in a minute but and, and abyssal it, they are where, mirrors of one another yeah so they are mirrors i'm just bringing that up so that if you've never heard of ardlings until you're just saying hearing it here you kind of get an idea what they they're are angel people although i have to think but that, they're kind of beastly usually they uh, like previously the uh asimar character had sort of been our celestials but these are definitely our celestials now not that asimar has gone away they're just you know not as featured as these and these also give you a chance to have a character who has a suggested animal like head um and depending which ones you come from, you can have cat, eagle, goat, mule, elephant, owl, pig, stork, bear, dog, raven, toad. Pig. So, I like the idea of pig. Yeah, know. that's a heavenly. It can be a pig. You can have a pig. It's kind of like a Journey of the West. Yep. Although I think he's a demon in that one. But Yeah. And you get to cast spells uh, for free. Uh, you get well, a first level, a third, and a fifth uh, as you sort of level up. Um, it's a once per long rest. Yes, but still, it's a but it's a magical kicker. It's true. If you are playing something like a wizard, perhaps, and you want access to that cure wound or even a healing word, I'm um, saying is that's a heck of a lot. Bad. That's a heck of a lot more cool than uh, than just getting a proficiency. Sure. Oh, did I also mention that you pick up uh, resistance to radiant damage and as a bonus action, a number of PB times per day, you can fly. Yeah, PB stands for uh, proficiency, proficiency bonus, bonus times just, a day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, you can fly, uh, although you can't stay in the air. Um, if you at you the end of your turn, yeah, you end on the ground, plop again. Um, no, but, it's, it's not even the end of your turn. It's just the end of that movement. Yeah. So, but that's so good. You still go across pits and open well, things that other the people pits can. are thirty feet. Yeah. Well, or I get I jumping, suppose, you know, play a, that far. Play a, um, a mystic or oh God monk with um, yeah. Uh, mobile stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there's ways, other ways to do it. But this is pretty much just your your straight-up race. Now, I'm going to say these are all really kind of cool things, and I know a lot of people mm. are going to like like the heads and stuff. All I'm saying is it just makes the humans look even worse. But, hey, I don't know. Maybe just if, if you're like, oh, the, the, the human animal head, I don't know, just don't play it with an animal head. That's, that's, like, there's literally no mechanical advantage to having a, an animal head besides that people might treat you a little different. Or maybe, I don't know, people have this I weird like stigma like about tieflings. People love animal heads. Maybe people would like you. Maybe they like a little. Oh, also a good way to play Kenku now, if you want to. Yeah. You just do the raven, and you want to fly. Ooh, that's good. It's quite good. Mm, interesting. Um... Next up on the list is the Dragonborn, uh, who are still pretty much like they, they used to be. Um, mm-hmm. I think y- they're a little bit better now. Oh, did we rate the Ardlings? Yeah, I just did. I'm um, very satisfied. Are you very? I'm very satisfied. Um, so breath weapons always been the, the thing about the, the Dragonborn that we 
I guess we love. I mean, the first time I th- saw it, I thought this is crazy. How can we have a player with a breath weapon? But you know, now that we got players sprouting wings, who cares, right? Mm. Um, what's the breath weapon now? Before the changes on this come into place, is it still fifteen foot cone, or is it? Um, well, before it used to be two different things. It was either the cone or it was the the line, depending right. on what you chose. Which is old school D and D, and the fact that dragons used to produce different shapes of breath weapons but hey yeah. and now it's just a cone but that's okay that's fine um we've got all of them listed here i'm still upset that cop uh, that, sorry uh, brass is fire but yeah i, I know that's a whole me. nother conversation it here. should really be poison but uh or something else sleepy uh sleeping gas uh it's crazy it that they pick up dark vision because like, there's two acid two lightning why do two dragonborn cold, need dark three vision? fire and one poison it's just make one of them poison gold that's your you know quintessential one that mm. should be poison a fire and then there's red which of course is fire so brass i'm sorry you don't get to keep your fire your poison just for balance sake just like they're in like you know deserty areas and ancient you know cursed tombs i don't know do something if you if you want to do poison or something like that i don't know yeah that's what I think, but that's just my take. That's how I run um, my dragons, brass dragons. Uh, so anyways, there is... Um... Oh, yeah. So the breath weapon now is... Um, it's still, a, a, I think, based on your constitution, um, the DC save against it, which is dexterity. It's a 15-foot cone. Um, and it's 1d10 plus your character level uh, damage. So it scales a bit. Instead of just being once per day, I believe was it in the past it was once per mm. day until a recent errata. Uh, and now it's, again, following that idea, proficiency bonus. And you'll see that's sort of a trend that comes up again and again. So starting off twice per day at higher levels, up to six times per day, um, you'll be able to, at high, very high levels, be 1d10 plus 20. And I think this is important to point out. Like with when we're talking about the, uh, this is the you know, the next generation of D&D, it's really not that big a generational shift. A lot of these mm-hmm. changes, we started seeing them creep in with various supplements and source books. Um, Tosh just did a lot to change these things. And just this idea, somewhere along the way, people are like, hey, if we link usage of something to a proficiency bonus, it starts to scale in a kind of a nice way um, up to the ranks. And, you know, since that sort of realization, now we're going to see almost all of D&D sort of fall into link of that that does not change fifth edition at all i mean it's it's already something that's in play a lot you're just going to see more of it mm-hmm. so more of a, of a gradual evolution um and cleaning up of D more than it is any sort of new generation of things and i said even looking at these these things like dragonborn don't feel that different to me. well the nice thing as well i want to quickly mention dark vision they get dark vision i know but I'm like, oh, they don't need it what do you mean they don't need it? Why would they have it? Because they're dragons. Ugh. What do you mean they don't need it? Dragons live in caves and dark places and they're I'm, monsters. I don't think every player should know, have big... dark vision, honestly. Dragonborn need dark vision. They're dragonborn. Fine. They're dragons. <sighs> Dwarves get it too. They're the next ones on the list. Well, they live in deep underground too. How so. satisfied are you with uh But with they didn't the have they didn't have dark vision before, Dad. I know, and I'm not crazy that they have it now. Okay. Well I, it it just about pushes them into dissatisfied. <laughs> Oh wow! It pushes the the dragonborn into dissatisfied. I think that's cool. I don't know if I'm very satisfied with it. Maybe I am. No, no, it accomplishes everything you want with. So the dwarfs dwarfs have dark vision, rightly so. They have resilience, which is a resistance to poison damage and advantage on saving throws against poison. 
and toughness, which increases their hit point max by one uh, per level. So, you know, typical dwarfy sort of stuff. That kind of combines the, um, the I mean, it gets rid of the stuff that the subclass gives you. The yeah. hill dwarf. It's now just dwarf. And I miss the hill dwarves and Whatever. mountain dwarves. I like the sub dwarfy things. But anyways, they're just dwarves now. Poor guys. Elves still have, or maybe they don't. Do elves have still have wood elves and high elves? I don't think so. Jeez, that's killing. Well, me. maybe we'll see. But um, dark and yet, vision and yet, you know, ardlings and tieflings have got a whole bunch of subcategories. I don't know. Well, they, I don't know. It's baked into the main thing, though. I guess. Dwarf. Um, so yeah, they get this forge-wise thing. So they get to pick up uh, a couple of tool proficiencies. I like that. Uh, and stone cutting's changed, right? So stone cutting used to be Ooh, I like this one a you lot. Uh, you just knew like all sorts of history about you know stonework and stuff. You got like uh, expertise in it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had dwarf characters who utilized that. But it was a little bit of a niche feature that I could tell and not a lot of people used. People were like, I don't know how to use this. So now that it gave them, as a bonus action, you gain Tremor sense. This is the only time I've ever seen a player, besides using like Umber Hulk magic items, be able to get Tremor sense, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's a bonus action thing that lasts for 10 minutes. I like it a lot. I think it's a and great then, idea. And then for like 60, anything in 60 feet sneaking up on you. I sort of like the idea of Dwarf putting their hear to the ground and going, hmm, I can hear things coming. Well, they feel the vibrations um, in the stone. Yeah, I think yeah, it's I cool. It. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's but I do miss I do miss some of the changes with it, so I'm, I'm only going to be satisfied. No, I like it a lot. Satisfied. Uh, anyways, moving Elves. on. We've got to keep moving. Uh, elves, yep, we're only down to just a elf, the elf. Uh, although it does say elf lineages here, this is you know under dark high elf. Yeah, exactly. You know, elf. we still have they're, our elf they're lineages. Gonna be there here. we go. Oh yeah, yeah. So they got three of them at least. Gives you some spells. That's fun. Fey um, ancestry, great. Keen senses, love it. And it's good that drow becomes part of a playable sort of thing now. Yeah. You know, gets our whole dritz thing and going. Drow with 120 feet dark vision, very good dark vision. Dancing lights, fairy fire, darkness, very cool. Prestigitation, you can replace it. Oh wow, from different cantrips, making them feel very magical, which is the you know way they were. Detect magic, misty step, love that. Um, wood elf, getting druidcraft, thirty-five feet movement speed, long strider, pass that trace. I love that. Those are great. I, I'm happy with all of those. Um, they keep trance, they keep keen senses, they keep fey ancestry. None of that changes. Overall, I think this is just making elves fun i i, I like yeah these a and lot. i'm i'm satisfied that they they dumped the put the drow in with it it's, yeah i think it's really cool um do shatter kai still exist or are they gonna be something uh, separate well i do actually like some of those like eladrin shatter kai stuff like that yeah, but i think there's some other stuff out there mm, that's I don't elf, know. Well, elf adjacent very though. in the way that they're making this though the lineage is yeah. a part of the bigger race that you take i think is quite interesting yeah because that leaves them room in the future for Oh hey, there's new blank lineages that give yeah. you blank options, right? Which I think is is great. Always to have more Instead ways of to get modular. Calling them lineages, exactly, and then right? You can do all sorts of neat things, but you can only have it. one lineage, right? And but then still, there's basic elf stuff, right? That because in the past it was like, oh, you have to ch- check the main page for something, and then oh, I've also got to check my subrace page. And this is like, nope, it's just a table, you know, which is simplifying it. And for me as a game designer, I kind of kind of agree with that design philosophy a little bit which is which i i enjoy so i think elves i'm highly satisfied um gnome love gnomes and how have they been changed well we no longer have garden gnomes um 
<laughs> what do you then? What do you mean that there's never garden gnomes? I, I think their speed maybe it was always thirty feet, or am I just? Because usually the small ones, their speed's twenty five. No. Yeah, I've I've definitely played a gnome who is twenty five feet. So I think they're they've We've put all the races at thirty foot is movement. Everybody speed. moving at thirty. Dwarves moving as well. I think yeah, all Go the small ones are still moving. It. Maybe we'll huh. be proof. Yeah, dwarves are up to thirty. I, I mean, think it's fine. I don't know. This don't actually no moving. They're moving everything oh, back God. to dissatisfied. No, I think though that's fine. But, but halflings um, even halflings are also at thirty feet. That's okay. Everybody's thirty feet now. I think it's fine. Ugh. Dark vision for gnomes. Eh, I don't know if they need it as much. Um, gnomish cunning. Advantage, yep, that's what they had before. Okay, very cool. Gnomish lineage. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Forest and rock gnomes. Still no garden. Minor illusions. Speak with animals. Yep, that's all good. PB, number of times per day. That's fun. Mending, precipitation. They still get to make their little things. Oh, but instead of having those three ones, it's... You can spend 10 minutes casting Prestigitation to create a tiny clockwork device, such as a toy, a fire starter, or a music box. Casting the spell in this way consumes 10 GP with the materials. Interesting. To create it, you choose its function. Oh, one, by choosing one effect from Prestigitation, the device produces that effect whenever you or another creature takes a bonus action. <gasps> oh, that's so clever. Yeah, it's a nice way to standardize it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's well, really before cool. it used to like blast music or do a few different things like um, that weren't always great. Like I, I had well, a, can still do that. I had a cleric one that um, I had a one that made a music box, and then I'd amplify it with my thaumaturgy. I love that, even though that's not how thaumaturgy works. I love it. But yeah, I mean, just uh, trying to come up with ways to use thaumaturgy creatively because that spell sucks. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyways, okay. giving giving a, a rock gnome prestidigitation, I would love that if my gnome character had That's that. That's very cute. He wished he had prestidigitation. Well, he might. He was having to make do with thaumaturgy. <laughs> sure. Sucked. Halflings. Um, let's see here. Thirty foot movement speed. Still have brave. Yeah. Still have the halfling nimbleness. Uh, that they, you, that lets you move through if the they roll a the one they can re-roll it also something here in the language that's changed up and you're going to see a this everywhere test, now. yeah yeah mm. which actually saves so much writing um, they're not saying ability check attack roll or saving throw they right. just say d20 test and now unless it is specifically one of those three if it means all of those all of those different types of tests mm -hmm. then great yeah and actually i like that it's an easier way to teach and explain the game to people as mm -hmm. well this is one dice you roll to test your yeah these are d20 tests there's three types of d20 tests yeah you don't blank, even have blank, to explain blank, that much well, well no you would right i mean Eventually. the very beginning but like if they need to know the game then it's like oh yeah but these are all types of d20 tests simple yeah. as and you just roll this one dice and you find out whether it works or not. Yeah, I think it's yeah good that they kept their luck. They still get their stell. They get well, you'll see a lot of them also gain free proficiencies too. Yeah, yeah. Like the dwarf gets two tools. This I one know. gets and stealth. The human, this humans one, get one whole like proficiency, get whatever. One with whatever. Elves get perception. <laughs> I'm just still I'm still angry about the nerfing of the humans. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're versatile still. Plus they get a free, which is pretty good. Um, you get to see orcs in. Oh, let's go rate this back here first. I'm very satisfied with them. I like that. I'm, I'm just sad. I'm, I'm bad. I, I like how they handled it. I don't think they need to be any more complex. The orcs, I think, are pretty good too. Um, I think it's just great that they're in here now. Yes. It was one mm -hmm. of the sort of standout sort of like, hmm. Um, you know why are why are orcs not in here? And you'll actually notice also in the listing here now, half orcs and half elves aren't on this list. It's interesting. It's because. A little bit further down somewhere anyways basically we're saying like you can do half and half of anything now 
Yeah, it doesn't have any mechanical. You still have to pick one, right? You pick stuff, but, but yeah. But you can essentially make an orkling if you want. I like that. An orkling's a half orc, half half. Ardling. Oh, that's gonna be tough. Orkling. Ardork. Ardork. Uh, but I take. I suppose tieflings and halflings have got the same. Thing what if you're a tiefling ardling? An Would or- you be a lingling? An, maybe it's an orfling though. No, that's got an F in it. I'm still not gonna work. Um, Orfling's cool. I like. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, um, orc. Gives your uh, gives you adrenaline rush, which you can dash as a bonus action, which also gives temp and HP. Pick up temp HP. Oh, I actually quite like that. Kind of neat, sort of like dark vision makes sense. Honestly, I think. And then and then so some of the things that we used to see in the half orc have been brought over into mm-hmm. the orc one, um, like the when you drop to zero HP, yeah. you get one back. I like that. Um, so if you become a half orc, you're still going to get to able to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that sort of. Well, stuff. you just pick. You, I mean, you could just call yourself a half orc, half whatever, and still just use what the orc gives you, right? Yeah. I mean, um, pe- or even talk with your DM. Maybe trade some things. You know, move uh, some stuff around. I don't know. Maybe. So here's the children of different humanoid kinds. Thanks to the magical workings of the multiverse, humanoids of different kinds sometimes have children together. Uh, for example, folk who have a human parent and an orc or an elf parent are particularly common. Uh, many of the common other combinations. So that sort of basically saying, look, yeah, half orcs and half elves have been with D and D forever. Sure, they have. Uh, if you'd like to play the child of such a wondrous pairing, choose two race options that are humanoid to to represent your parents. So it's interesting they're not saying you can't put a humanoid and ooze together. Right. Apparently, chromosomes don't match up. I see. Um, then determine which of those races race options provides your game traits size speed special traits uh, you can then mix and match visual characteristics to your like color ear shapes etc of the two options uh, and if your character has a halfling and and a gnome parent you might choose halfling for your game traits and then decide your character has the pointed ears that the, are characteristic of a gnome mm-hmm does have any? What was the mechanical effect? Did it say? Basically, you just pick one of them. Oh, I see. Cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. But again, describe yourself as a little mix. I think it's fun. Um, Adrenaline rush is cool. Dark vision's great. Powerful build. I love that they have that. Um, I think it's just handled simply and well. Yeah, and it, it sort of, you know, I think it ends the whole orcs are evil debate. Yeah, of course. Uh, tieflings as well they've got the fun now redoing it to abyssal which is demons yeah that's exciting uh, chthonic which i love that word is um is carceri and gehenna and hades yeah sort of like so it's the other scoops the bunch of them and together. if you're not familiar with what these places all are Find these are just tour, plain, uh, yeah the tour of the planes. outer planes video uh, but yes they are outer planes. like the prison world they're like lower planes yeah. if you're if you're thinking of it as a uh, wheel but yeah, fun word, Chthonic. And then Infer—I love that word. And then Infernal, um, which is the hells, of course. Yeah. Um, tiefling, you can do medium more small, which is fine. Yeah, you can um, do small. Everything. He- yeah, you, you can, can do small humans too. You can do small options. I just on, like on, the idea of a little devil, a little cute. Yeah, little. it's interesting now. We can make more small characters yeah. than we used to, but yet your speed still remains thirty. True. Which I guess so. It doesn't really have any effect, except I suppose there are in some places where. Um, using acrobatics to squeeze through a space that could only be squeezed through by a tiny, mm. your small can get through it and your medium cannot. Um, yeah. they but also get for fighting things that are one size bigger than you, though, when you're small, taking on things that are large becomes impossible for grappling and whatnot. Hmm. Huh. Each 
Legacy choice even. Not impossible, but harder. <laughs> legacy po- choice gives you a resistance, and spells like some of the other legacies give you spells. Yep. Um, but all of them get thaumaturgy. So if when you pick this race option, you'll get two cantrips, which is kind of, you know, more, I guess, yeah. more than the others, um, just by numbers. Um, but Abyssal gives you poison resistance and poison spray as a cantrip. Ray of sickness and hold person. Chthonic gives you necrotic uh, resistance, chill touch, false life, and ray of enfeeblement. And Infernal gives you uh, Firebolt, Hellish Rebuke, and Darkness, which I think are all good things. So, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with that one. So, we yeah, have to, so now we have to do this, like, go back through this again really, really fast. Um, for humans. Dissatisfied. How did you feel resourcefulness was? I think it's, cr- no, resourceful was okay. Was resourceful is the inspiration. Um, that's fine. We can keep that. Skillful, bleh, bad. And versatile, even I think first level feats aren't what they used to be. So I'm I think say it's dis- still fun. Dissatisfied. I'm satisfied. Um, I'm going to say, give them. Ooh, so I'm going to do this in all caps. Give them. Expertise. Angelic flight. I like how they handled angelic uh, flight. So yeah. So that was. I like all the legacies. Damage resistance. Very yeah, I think Ardlings. You know, all that stuff is pretty good. I don't think there's any issue with the flight. The fact that flight. Uh, lands it's almost you know that's something like if you ever have a player who's like an air coker or just who can fly in your game you do have to think a lot about how you're gonna as a dm contend with a character that's that mobile mm. um i find it's been quite fun actually to stun them and have them fall from the sky it's <laughs> um they start thinking about staying close to the ground it's quite interesting it's fun I mean, it, it's always a pressing threat, the idea of falling, which we don't consider. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, for the DMs who are like, oh, well, they can just fly up to the top of the castle wall. Have the castle wall protected by winds and gusts and things, and if they fail a dexterity check, it slams them against the wall and knocks them out. I mean, they won't try to fly over it again. Like, y- y- there's always a way to hand wave uh, and solve your problem of flying characters. So, But the nice thing about the Ardlings not being able to stay in the air... Um, is that uh, you don't have to worry about that stuff yeah. too much. So I'm just going to click satisfied with all the ones that I was sort of satisfied mm-hmm. uh, as we sort of move through the survey and we'll get into some of the other interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I should have said that the Dragonborn's dark vision's annoying, but I'll let it slide. I like it. Ew. Um. All right. How satisfied were you with elements of character background section? All right. Moving on to that. That's actually and so this is where the really new. If there's anything really different, although this doesn't really change five e, it just moves. Um, it just moves the ability score bumps mm-hmm. out of the race bucket and into the background bucket. Mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense in a way because it's sort of like what are you going to be good at you're going to be good at the things that you've been doing in your life right mm-hmm. yeah I mean sure genetics always play a bit of a part in you know somebody but I mean you could you can say those two things went hand in hand the reason you got you know big and strong and got into fighting is because you were a big and strong guy True. whatever um, you know but by putting it in background rather than in race it solves a bit of a racism issue saying Mm -hmm. people of this 
type uh, are always like this. Are always more intelligent, less intelligent. Exactly. In some cases, was the, was and the so, worst one. But. And so, yeah, so this way it flattens all of them out in terms of what they can choose to be class-wise, too. Yeah. Because the thing with forcing ability scores in, in your race sure. is that suddenly race-class pairings become less desirable. Yeah. Why would you play a gnome if you know you're just going to play a fighter, right? Well, just pick a class or p play a barbarian even. Why would you ever pick gnome? Yeah. Pick orc and or in, human And I think in the very whatever, early right? stages of 5e, um, those of us who've been coming to it from older games, we were accustomed to that idea. Mm -hmm. Right, and it was it was foreign to me almost like this when I opened up Five E and started thinking about the idea of a of a dwarf wizard. It might my brain hurt. I'm like, you can't make that combination, but you can. Of course, you can, and I love Five E for that. I love that we can make any sort of crazy ass pairing we want, and mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, I'm gonna say that you know, moving the background um, stuff where we have is is great. Also, I think, you know, I've played at a lot of tables where I've been very careful in choosing my backgrounds and the DMs haven't really given a hoot about what my background feature allowed me to do. I'd be like, but I get to do, and they'd just be like, yeah, it's flavor. It's not really mechanical. Mm. And I'm like, what? Please. Um, where now it's all mechanical. Mm. And the so, way the, that mechanic works is it gives you either plus one and another Oh, so a plus two somewhere and a plus one somewhere else, or three plus ones in your ability scores when making your character, which is and, cool. And they really want you to say, look, my, my background is my background. It's mm -hmm. unique to me, and I will choose these. They still are providing some sample backgrounds. I think, again, at this point, just to sort of help new players and others who are like, and, and look, these, these, new, these backgrounds are backgrounds that have been around for ages. They've just sort of rejig them so that you can see how it works but yeah you look this is where you get your ability score bumps everybody's getting the same ones now so mm -hmm. there used to be some races that you chose because you got extra bumps to stats i mean you know you got maybe two plus two so hey, well, that's fun dwarf play mountain dwarves um but they're yeah. gone um, um, but so it, it also gives you skill proficiencies, two skill proficiencies, one tool proficiency, yeah. and one language. There's now standard and rare languages, which I think is an interesting choice. I think they used to be called exotic languages, so I'm glad they changed that language to yeah. rare. Um, and I think that's fun. Um, I also noticed somewhere, I don't know where it is, uh, that sign language was Oh, also everyone it. gets a first level feat. I don't know if you're... you're does, is that on top of your... Yeah. So you're getting two feats. Two first if you're a human feats. one. But they're two first level. No, no, no. But here it says background feature. Oh, is this is this for custom backgrounds? or? So everybody's background oh, gets I a feat. Oh, I see. These are custom backgrounds. That It says just generally. They, it outlines some for you. Yeah. So the sample backgrounds show you how to do this. But everybody, no right. matter what, will always get a feat and will always get 50 GP worth of starting it's equipment. It's true. It's true. Although I think it'd be cute if they could adjust a couple of things. So it's like... You could choose like 50 GP of starting equipment, or you get an extra language and only 25 GP of starting okay. equipment. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there could be a Maybe. little bit more Maybe. like flexibility in Maybe. trading around on some of these things because if everybody's always getting the same two, tame this, same that, it all kind of is a little samey. Is be, it? I don't know. I, I mean, know. it'd be nice if we could trade out some of these. Chooses things for other different things. ability scores. Everyone chooses different skills. Can I give everyone up, chooses different tools. Could I, give up, chooses... could I give up languages altogether for an extra uh, skill proficiency? 
a weapon that Extra you need. Know, it, it well rounds your character. It gives yeah, you something unique. It gives you something special. It makes you think about why you know that. But there's language. also there's a fairness to this as well, which I quite appreciate. That nobody's building characters that have anything that somebody else at the table can't have. So, mm-hmm. um, and the starting gold equipment makes things a little bit easier as well. When people are like, "How much do I start with? What's my starting?" Now you're basically saying, "Look, here's 50 GP." And look, yeah, there is some prepackaged bundles that are going to make it easy for 50 gp you get all of the basic starter stuff or you can go shopping and pick and choose your stuff which is great mm. no that's cool um so like they've done a little shopping list for like an acolyte which is also good it means they've gone through and we might see some changes in the player's handbook to equipment costs just so they know for sure that everybody for their class mm. can buy the appropriate amount of stuff and still have some money left over um which is great yeah. All right, uh, let's quickly go through some of the backgrounds, rapid-fire style. Yeah, I think we, we can actually probably skip over a bunch of them. Um, because they're not cool. Because none of these are, like, set-set. Yeah. Like, you don't have to choose any of these things. You can... Basically, it's always going to be your choice on those those two abilities scores. One that's a plus two, one's plus one. The two skill proficiencies, the tool, the language, go. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to be able to get more languages and stuff, though, which is actually interesting that we have fewer languages than we used to. But Yeah. I like them. Charlatan, that one's fun. Um, gives you good stuff. Criminal, cool. Entertainer, looks good. Um, actually, Farmer, oh, that's a new one. That's okay. So everybody basically gets three languages when they start now, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody starts with common, which I kind of wish they'd take that out. Since we're giving everybody two languages at this point, let everybody choose which two languages they want to speak. And everybody's going to burn one of them on common and one of them on something else. But they won't, though. One of them on their their race language can do whatever they want. But yeah, and you know what? Maybe you have a whole party that doesn't speak common i think instead they all choose no, orc i think it's they all choose orc and every the player at table still talks to each other normally it's just that now nobody else understands them because all they do is speak orc and they don't understand anybody who speaks common to them. i think that it hinders the pace of the game a little bit for a lot of tables if you want to run with that idea i think say to your players ahead of time hey we're dropping the common. we're dropping common but you can pick two starting languages well you get two anyways so you're going to get one from your race, and you're going to get one from your background. So, you Well, no, actually, that's not true. Many of the races don't give language proficiencies. Or maybe instead of common, everybody gets sign language. That's People don't saying. actually get. Like, only The only one that gives you language is uh, Dragonborn, which gives you Draconic. None of the rest of them give you languages. It would be neat if, if the sign language was the standard language that everybody got. And so you'd speak your language, but also sign words while you were saying it. And so that even if somebody couldn't understand your words, they could read the sign language. Hmm, interesting. That would, like, be so cool. It's interesting, but, like, why does guide give you giants? Interesting. Gar- or, sorry, gu- oh, guide. Oh, maybe. Let's see. Guide, interesting. These Look, are they're cool. just coming up with some ideas. No, I know. You can call, your, you can call them whatever you want. They don't have those extra sort of flare pieces like they used to with pirates and Guard. stuff and sailor where you'd go into every bar and they'd be ooh intimidated to know who you were like that stuff in the far traveler Permit. like you know or the the way we used to get a doctor who'd get access to and those are things where i'm saying they were, weren't mechanical they were soft things they were kind of a neat part of 5e i'm gonna miss them mm-hmm. so i'm putting dissatisfied in here what 
Mm. It's satisfied. Mm. Yeah. I like them. Where can I say that I'm angry about the... How are you angry about the Feature that things. Oh, because they got rid of the background features? Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, I could see why you'd be a bit upset about that. Hmm. Also, missing Pilgrim on the uh, survey. If you're at home and you're also taking the survey with us, maybe you also notice that. But that's also, this is a good chance as well as we're going through this, maybe this will help your thought process a little bit. Um, so, uh, again, in fairness, it asks us which of the backgrounds we have play tested. I have not play tested actually any of them properly. Um, besides, like I said, just kibitzing and chatting about them with people. So, um, and again, I'm not even sure why we need to rate these, frankly, because aren't isn't really the whole point of what we're doing now all just like you know these are the basics that everybody gets to do with their background just do it don't need to give it a name um yeah honestly um i'm gonna put them all in dissatisfied because i miss having an extra if you're gonna make backgrounds with names on them like we used to have they need to have a little special feature my extra question on this are we doing away now with like the other stuff right like the um you know the personality traits the bonds the mm. i think well because those were all just role play suggestions beforehand they didn't actually but have an usually, impact yeah but, but they usually were connected to backgrounds right yeah but the, what the, i'm saying the is the choices that you got presented for those well you could but the thing is you can make up anything you the choices could, it, those absolutely. are just suggestions sure. the whole point was that it just suggested those for you you yeah. could take anything you wanted but it was just to get people who weren't and, and i think that the thing about that was that was kind of nice is that it gave you an idea of how to create bonds what bonds are what ideals look like what personality traits can be and as you get more experience with that then you start making your own but without that i wonder if there'll be people who don't really even lean into or understand how that works not that there are people who do that anyways well now, look i know that from players i play with that it's the least filled out section of the character sheet mm. a lot of players unless they're deep into rp don't actually bother filling those things out and maybe you know just from the data they've got from D D beyond that they know like you know that stuff doesn't matter so much they just want mechanical things and mm -hmm. that's what we got yeah now do you use feats when playing fifth edition always always we do i've not play tested any of the options um how satisfied are we with some of these i'm going to tell you right out of the gate i'm 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 not liking them you're not liking them nope prerequisite uh, initiative when you roll for initiative as your so alert oh i like that um alert is a, a proficiency bonus to your initiative roll mm-hmm and it lets you swap your initiative with someone. Um, which is different than it used to be. I, I think it's cool. And it scales. Because the plus five was very powerful. But I like that they've kind of changed that. Even though it's not as powerful. Sometimes I think it's okay. Crafter. Crafter's okay. new. Three tool proficiencies. Yeah. Dismount. Discount. Oh, I see. Ooh, weird. 20% discount on non-magical items 20 I don't know if I like the way they use percentages with that well I guess what it does is lets you if you take this as a feat straight out of the gate and then you're got 50 GP to purchase stuff with 
right? But 20% is so annoying to calculate. And those is are all it? 10 GP. It's one-fifth. It's all right. Yeah, but one-fifth of seven, what do you do? Round down? But yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. pull out my calculator for this. I don't divide seven. Who divides seven? Well, let's hope that they they the chart. All the tool prices are tens. tens and fives. Well, not even five. Well, I guess no, actually, no, five would make sense. Ten, fifteen. Yeah, okay. And look, you can always break stuff into silver pieces. Uh, Copper, even. Huh. Mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, but healer's the one that breaks my heart the most. I had a healer character once. Loved the healer feet. Uh, we've even done episodes. Where I think people have been sleeping on healer feet. It was so great. You know, you get to do one d six plus four plus the character's level every time you use one use of a ten pack healer's kit. Um, so 10 uses in it for, for uh, 10 GP. It's just crazy good value compared to healing potions. Um, and maybe that was just it. Maybe they're like, holy, these healer kits are like totally overpowered. People are figuring them out. I don't know. But they were great. Loved them to bits. Um, and then also if somebody was, was unconscious, dying, uh, making death saves, not only do you immediately stabilize them, you give them one hit point back. They're back on their feet. It's like, woohoo. Healer feet was great. Now, meh. It still Nothing. does a lot of the same, but no. the one thing, the only difference is that it's not, what, 1d6, did you say? 1d6 plus 4 plus the character. Now level. it's hit dice plus proficiency bonus. So it's better for barbarians and worse for wizards, I guess. But the static bonus isn't as good. If it has hit dice to expand. Well, that was the same as the other one. They no, still you, have to burn them. No, they didn't. You just gave them. It's I just don't know healing. If that's true. Yep. So, anyways, look, I suppose this isn't a terrible idea. Hit dice are greatly underutilized, mm-hmm. anywho. Um, so, finding another way for people to use hit dice outside of short rests um, is good. I like the healing rerolls too, because that way it's not all tied to the healer's kit. Even if you don't have that piece of equipment on you, you still get to benefit from this feat, right? Because a lot yeah. of that original feat was really dependent on you having this one piece of item that is a consumable yeah. item that you might run out of and now your feet doesn't do anything for you at least now um you can reroll ones yeah if for you're a healer healing, and you really got cool. spells it becomes a thing it's actually now if you want to play a healer through cleric or through conventional methods it's still got a lot this, of merit to it ramps up. i like it I and again we have yet to it. see the whole tree for this as well i don't think well, I, maybe there's trees. i mean maybe they're calling this first level feats there could be a higher level one that adds on to that. See, each one of these things lists prerequisite. Now, at level one, there is there really isn't prerequisites for stuff. The level of feet doesn't describe... It's not like first level spells. No. They're intrinsically tied to your character level. And so you can take a feat if you are that character level. So that means yeah. all characters can take these but feats. But I think they will... I think they may stack. They may say, oh, at a higher level, you can take this feat if you've got the prerequisite. Mm. for it which may be levels but it may also be other feats i don't know mm. but i think it's going to look like a skill tree all right lucky sort of changed that one as well um mm, interesting it, it used to just be like a three three re-roll. Used to be three points three re-rolls per day now mm. it's proficiency bonus so, so it starts off a little bit lower, lower, lower but at higher levels it starts to actually ramp up except it's not just a re-roll in anything it's for either give yourself advantage on a d20 test or impose disadvantage on attack roll against you um which on i think is attack roll yeah i think it's cool. i guess it's okay it narrows it down more um and again perhaps there's a way that luck expands 
on a higher feed. I don't know. The thing is, immediately after you roll a d20, which means you don't have to declare it beforehand, it's after you roll. So you could see it and then burn it for the we, advantage. We used to do that with it anyways. We still do. do well, but the idea is when you roll advantage, normally you're rolling two dice going into it. So I think it's nice that they actually say that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I could see some people being a little upset with this one. I think it's fine. Uh, magic Initiate. Repeatable. Ooh, but it must use a different spell list each time. I see. Um, this is the first one that actually has a, a repeatable thing on it, I think. Um, magic Initiate. So what they've done, and this is a little recap, just moving quickly by this, is that they've now turned all the million spell lists that were for each class yeah. into three ones, which is Arcane, Divine, Primal, however you feel about which it. Which helps a lot, actually. It, well, I don't know. It's, I can see the argument for and against. Um, against being that it kind of I, the unique things about class, like you know, some even the half casters like paladins and rangers, is that they had their own unique spells. Um, sure. Where now and actually, and then when you were if you're building a subclass, it was neat to be able to find a spell that was really oh only rangers get this spell, and you're like, yep, I'm going to give it to my new druid subclass. But I suppose you can still, I mean, that may still be the case, but maybe less so. You're going to basically say, okay, I'm, I'm typically a primal caster but maybe my subclass will give me an arcane spell or a divine spell. Or, yeah, so um, exactly. Um, or even class spells could look like you have access to the arcane plus these additional spells, But right? for things like magic initiative, it does simplify things. You don't have to be magic initiative warlock, magic initiative druid, magic initiative cleric. Ma you know what I mean? Like, they used to have to, like, have so many of these duplicate sets of rules um, where this is going to make it a little bit easier. There's going to be three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives you two cantrips. That's fine. Gives you a first level spell. You can cast with spell slots. I, I like it a lot. You can choose the ability. It's increased way better than the way Magic Initiative, uh, Magic Initiative is structured right now. I'm happy with that one. Uh, musician. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, three musical instruments. That's fine. Short or long rest. It gives you a little bit of bardic stuff. You can play songs to give inspiration. Okay, I like that. Um, I think it's okay. Savage Attacker. Um, rerolling damage. Yeah, rerolling damage. Mostly the same. Use either roll once per turn. I think that one's exactly the same, but a very good feat if you've never heard of that one before. Tavern Does it say attack roll or? Uh, it says weapon. It used to be melee, and now you can do it with ranged. So yeah, actually, I'm very actually satisfied with that. Um, skilled. All right, this one is repeatable, and it gives you three skills, we which is expertise. very good. Which means if you if you took this with human, which it suggests that you do, um, you, and if you, you then take this skill monkey, and you take this with your background, you can get a total of seven skill proficiencies before you take thief and or rogue, and before you know it, wow, you've got sure you've got a million skill proficiencies. So you can actually be very skilled um, as a as a character, which yeah. is actually maybe not terrible, but um, they've kept it fairly simple. Three skill proficiencies, very cool. Um, Tavern brawler, this is a fun one. Enhanced it's, it's been around there for a while. Um, it hasn't changed that much. Ooh. The question has always been whether or not um, whether or not you gain proficiency with your with the unarmed strike or not because it, there used to be a few things that you'd want to try and if you took tavern brawler then you want to try and just make your fists your fighting thing and try to build a fighter that was a pugilist rather than making a monk and anyways I don't know if it was ever a smart build I don't think this is going to make it any better than it used to be. Um, there is an unarmed fighting style as well out there, so there's things. I think this is still useful for monks, though. Yeah. Like, the whole damage reroll part is great. You're going to be able to reroll dice for all of your attacks now. Shove, Shove's which is nice. whenever you hit someone, yeah. like, deal damage. Or no, it's even just hit. You can deal yeah. damage and push it away. 
which is for yeah. monks really cool yeah i think um at least i mean it, it well, means they don't even need to burn their disengage, disengage right? right exactly um which is very cool and the furniture is weapons is sort of or even if before, your friends in a sticky situation right? sort of so a monster now they're out of there now it's it's no longer in the equation um Plus, take the, I don't know if Crusher still exists, but with the Crusher rules, you could move him another five feet when you do bludgeoning. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, then finally, we've got the Tough Feet, uh, which hit point maximum increases by twice your character level, and then every level thereafter, plus two. I think it's pretty much the same. Very good feat still. I like both. All right. As we've been going on and on for a while, we may just have to kind of skip uh, ahead a little bit here. Mm. Um, very quickly, I'm going to say I like the D20 test thing. Grappling is more or less the same, but they've tied it now to instead of being contested to against a static thing, which I'm actually really happy with that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. Where did they change on inca incapacitated? Incapacitated. Um, oh, you can't speak anymore. Ah. And if you're incapacitated when you roll initiative, you have disadvantage on the roll. Interesting. Small Interesting. things. Not terrible. That's uh, fine. I can be satisfied with that. Inspiration's cool. Actually, I'm going to say dissatisfied. I'll make a little note here. So they're saying hand out inspiration on nat 20s. I'm saying, and I've been playtesting this one, hand out inspiration on nat 1s. Mm -hmm. Way better. Try it at your table. Players are going to love it. Uh, long rest, fine. I like the slowed condition. Actually, it's a good condition to add in because it, it just really helps again with the game design rule language to basically just say that after this happens you're slowed rather than saying your speed is reduced and blah 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 mm -hmm. you know it just it just one word everybody knows what it means now because it's a condition and it's sort of standardized it's great yeah uh, and I'm okay with the spell list being lumped together actually you can be upset about that if you want but it has attack rolls against you have advantage though and you have disadvantage on deck saves so it isn't just difficult terrain yeah no, it's a little bit different. Hmm, interesting. I don't know if I'm happy with that. Um, so, yeah, when you're... Um, no, but I do love that there are conditions that aren't just you have no turn. It's finally other so, debuffs. Well, it's interesting, this combination, because now if you're dragging somebody that you've grappled, you're slowed, which means that the person who is making attack rolls, we would, they will actually get advantage on hitting you while you're dragging them around, which is kind of funny. Mm. Um. Other things quickly with the elements of D tests, uh, D twenty tests. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with all of that. Like so uh, the the only real issue I, I have in here is the, you know, when you roll a nat twenty, you get crits already. Giving inspiration on that just seems like putting icing on top of an already great cake. If you put the inspiration when your players roll a one, it leans into this idea that that failure mm -hmm. is our great lesson teacher. We learn most from the mistakes and our failures more than we do from our great successes so the idea that yeah you just rolled a one you whiffed it it was terrible but deep down inside you thought no i'm better than this i'm a heroic character my training has taught me more my experience taught me more i'm gonna take a deep breath and on my next roll i'm gonna try to use mm. that inspiration point to like, the important make caveat for that is it can't be the role like the the role no. that caused the one itself no i think with inspiration you need to be able to you have to be able to use it on the next Mm -hmm. one that after you get it but then that's fine like i said it's a lesson learned you gain something from it uh that little bit of like okay next time i'm gonna do better and and it's heroic to be able to make a comeback after a total you know flop i think that's what we like in storytelling it's better narratively that way mm -hmm. yeah i think it's fun 
Um, and other than that, I'm I'm okay. Interrupting rests ruins them. Of course it does. Um, yeah, they've sort of flattened out musical instrument prices, changed up a couple of things in there. Um, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining us as we explored that survey um looking at the new uh D one things that they're proposing in playtest sure. what were your thoughts answer okay. the survey update and things and, and we'll see how this evolves here's, right here's here's the thing as well like look we may have been through this again sort of saying a few things like oh that's i'm not quite happy with this not quite happy with that and it's but it's really because we're trying to push like tiny little tweak feedback in here mm-hmm. on things and and again like i said i'm trying to get my head around um how i feel about uh changes and i'm not always great with changes uh and i do think they are working really hard to try and balance everything out to make it more fair and more fun Mm -hmm. and largely they're getting it right Mm. uh everywhere um a few tweaks small changes here and there and at the end of the day the most important beautiful thing that's always been true about D remains true that if at my table, at the end of the day, they say, nope, you have to hand out inspiration on nat 20s. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm still going to keep doing it on ones. Whether it's in the official rules or not, where it's how we're going to play it at my table. And mm-hmm. that'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. and it, whatever you want to do at your table is fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whatever your opinions are on this, I think I'm look, I have personally an open mind towards where they go next with classes or even higher level feats yeah what they do with specific spells and higher level spells because really in this it's only got cantrips and first level spells as a little teaser um so i'm excited to see where the rest of this goes and how they respond to play tests and if the survey of this is closing september 26 perhaps by the end of september another all right thanks for joining us folks 